Today, I have a very important papal bull from Pope Paul IV. This one is incredibly important for our times, but I have to give you a caveat, a sort of disclaimer. This encyclical is often cited by Sedevacontists as a central part of their argument that the papacy has been vacant since the papacy of John XXIII. Now, I am not a Sedevacontist, and I am not endorsing their argument. I actually have disagreements with it, but I also do not say that Sedevacontists are not Catholic, and I do not dismiss their arguments out of hand. They, in fact, I don't think anyone should dismiss the Sedevacontist argument out of hand. That having been said, though, this encyclical is pretty dense, but it does declare the following, that no person who holds to heresy may occupy a formal position in the church, be it as priest, deacon, bishop, cardinal, or yes, even explicitly as the Roman pontiff. The document says clearly that any such person immediately vacates their position if they hold to heresy, and that all such acts of theirs have no binding duties on the faithful. The papacy is explicitly named here, and Paul IV uses the language associated with papal infallibility when issuing this decree. There are some who would say that he had no right to do that since papal infallibility was not defined until the late 19th century at the First Vatican Council, but again, all that the council did was solemnly define something that had already been a dogma of the faith, and Paul IV had every right to do so here. He wasn't the first to do it, after all. Now, the key is that this document repeatedly says that the declarations here are to be held in perpetuity, even if someone in the future were to attempt to rescind it. Consider that. I'll leave you with this. This encyclical is not on the Vatican website and has never been translated by the Vatican in any uh, vernacular language. That's a remarkable thing, if you think about it. What I'm about to read for you was from a uh, website online where the layperson, the scholar who did the work, translated it themselves, and it seems to check out. Now, there are far older papal writings on the Vatican website than this one, some on topics that, frankly, I could never touch on YouTube because of how spicy they are. And that sort of makes you wonder why they haven't translated this one. Anyway, enough from me. Cum ex apostolatus officio, apostolic constitution of Pope Paul IV, promulgated 15th of February, 1559. By virtue of the apostolic office, which, despite our unworthiness, has been entrusted to us by God, we are responsible for the general care of the flock of the Lord. Because of this, in order that the flock may be faithfully guarded and beneficially directed, we are bound to be diligently watchful after the manner of a vigilant shepherd, and to ensure most carefully that certain people, who consider the study of the truth beneath them, should be driven out of the sheepfold of Christ and no longer continue to disseminate error from positions of authority. We refer in particular to those who in this age, impelled by their sinfulness and supported by their cunning, are moving against with unusual learning and malice the discipline of the Orthodox faith, and who, moreover, by twisting the import of Holy Scripture, are striving to rend the unity of the Catholic Church and the seamless tunic of the Lord. 1. In assessing our duty in the situation now prevailing, we have been weighed upon by the thought that a matter of this kind, i.e. error in respect of the faith, is so grave and so dangerous that the Roman pontiff, who is the representative upon earth of God and our God and our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who holds the fullness of power over peoples and kingdoms, who may judge all and be judged by none in the world, may nonetheless be contradicted if he be found to have deviated from the faith, remembering also that where danger is greater it must more fully and more diligently be counteracted. We have been concerned lest false prophets of or others, even if they have only secular jurisdiction, should wretchedly ensnare the souls of the simple, and drag with them into perdition, destruction, and condemnation countless peoples committed to their care and rule, either in spiritual or temporal matters. And we have been concerned also, lest it may befall us, to see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of by the prophet Daniel in the holy place. In view of this, our desire has been to fulfill our pastoral duty, insofar as, with the help of God, we are able, so as to arrest the foxes who are occupying themselves in the destruction of the vineyard of the Lord, and to keep the wolves from the sheepfolds, lest we seem to be dumb watchdogs that cannot bark, and lest we perish with the wicked husbandmen, and be compared with the hireling. Two, concerning these matters, we have held mature deliberation with our venerable brothers, the cardinals of the Holy Roman Church, and upon their advice and with their unanimous agreement we enact now as follows. In respect of each and every sentence of excommunication, suspension, interdict, and privation, and any other sentences, censures, and penalties against those who preach heresy or uh, promote schism, enforced and promulgated in any way whatsoever by any of our predecessors, the Roman pontiffs, or by any who were held to be such, even by their literae extravagantes, i.e. private letters, or by the sacred councils received by the Church of God, or by decrees of the Holy Fathers and the statutes, or by the sacred canons and the constitutions and apostolic ordinations, all these me measures, by apostolic authority, we approve and renew, that they may and must be observed in perpetuity, and if penchance they no longer in lively ob observance, they be restored to it. Thus we will and decree that the aforementioned sentences, censures, and penalties be incurred, without exception by all members of the following categories. 1. Any soever who, before this date, shall have been detected to have deviated from the Catholic faith, or fallen into heresy, or incurred schism, or provoked or com committed either or both of these, or who have confessed to any having done any of these things, or who have been convicted of having done any of these things. 2. Any soever who which may God in his clemency and goodness to all deign to advert, shall in the future so deviate or fall into heresy or incur schism, or shall provoke or commit either or both of these. 3. Any soever who shall be detected to have so deviated, fallen, incurred, provoked, or committed, or who shall confess to have done any of these things, or who shall have convicted of having done any of these things. These sanctions, moreover, shall be incurred by all members of these categories, or of whatever status, grace, order, condition, and preeminence they may be, even if they are endowed with the Episcopal, Archiepiscopal, Patriarchal, Primatial, or some other greater ecclesiastical dignity, or with the honor of the Cardinalate or and of the Universal Apostolic See by the Office of Legate. Whether temporary or permanent, or if they be endowed with even worldly authority or excellence, as Count, Baron, Marquis, Duke, King, or Emperor. And this we will and decree. 3. Nonetheless, we also consider it proper that those who do not abandon evil deeds through love of virtue should be deterred therefrom by fear of punishment. And we are aware that bishops, archbishops, patriarchs, primates, cardinals, and legates, counts, barons, maquis, dukes, kings, and emperors, who ought to teach others and offer them a good example in order to preserve them in the Catholic faith, 
by failing in their duty, sin more gravely than others, since they not only condemn themselves, but also drag with them into perdition and into the pit of death countless other people entrusted into their care or rule, or otherwise subject to them by their like counsel and agreement. Hence by this our constitution, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, in abomination of so great a crime, though which none in the church of God can be greater or more pernicious by the fullness of our apostolic power, we enact, determine, decree, and define, since the aforesaid senses, censures, and penalties are to remain efficacious in force and strike all those whom they are intended to strike, that, one, each and every member of the following categories, bishops, archbishops, patriarchs, primates, cardinals, legates, counts, barons, maquis, dukes, kings, and emperors, who, hitherto, as we have already said, have been detected or have confessed to have or have been found of having, deviated from the Catholic faith, or fallen into heresy, or incurred schism, or provoked or committed either or both of these, in the future shall also deviate or fall into heresy, or incur schism, or provoke or commit, or both of these, or shall be detected, or shall confess to have, or shall be found of having deviated, or falling into heresy, and incurred schism, or provoked or committed either of both of these, since in this they are rendered more inexcusable than the rest, in addition to the aforementioned sentences, censures, and penalties, shall also automatically, without any exercise of law or applica application of fact, be thoroughly, entirely, and perpetually deprived of their orders and cathedrals, even metropolitan, patriarchal, and primatial churches, the honor of the cardinalate and the office of any embassy whatsoever, not to mention both active and passive participation rights. Since in this they are rendered more inexcusable than the rest, in addition to the aforementioned sentences, censures, and penalties, shall automatically, without any exercise of law or application of fact, be thoroughly, entirely, and perpetually deprived of their orders, cathedrals, even metropolitan, patriarchal, and primatial churches, the honor of the cardinalate and the office of any embassy whatsoever, not to mention both active and passive participation rights, all authority, monasteries, benefices, ecclesiastical offices, be they functional or sinecures, secular or religious or of whatsoever order, which they may have obtained by any concessions whatsoever, or by apostolic dispensations to title, charge and administration, or otherwise howsoever, and in which or to which they may have any right whatsoever. Likewise, any whatsoever fruits, returns, or annual revenues from like fruits, returns and revenues reserved for and assigned to them, as well as countships, baronies, marquisats, dukedoms, kingships, and imperial power. 3. That moreover they shall be unfit and incapable in respect of these things, and that they shall be held to be backsliders, and subverted in every way, just as if they had previously abjured heresy of this kind in public trial. That they shall never at any time be able to be restored, returned, reinstated, or rehabilitated to their former status or cathedral, metropolitan, patriarchal, and primatial churches, or the cardinalate, or any other honor, or any other dignity, greater or lesser, any right to participate, active or passive, or authority, or monasteries or beneficiaries, or countships, baronies, marquisates, dukedoms, kingships, and positions of imperial power, but rather that they shall be abandoned to the judgment of the secular power, to be punished after due consideration, unless there should appear in them signs of true penitence, and the fruits of worthy repentance, and by the kindness and clemency of the see itself, they shall have been sentenced to sequestration in any monastery or other religious house, in order to perform perpetual penance upon the bread of sorrow and the water of affliction. 
that all such individuals also shall be held, treated, and reputed as such by everyone of whatsoever status, grade, order, condition, or preeminence he may be and whatsoever excellence may be his, even episcopal, archiepiscopal, patriarchal, and primatial, or other greater ecclesiastical dignity, and even the honor of the cardinalate, or secular, even the authority of count, baron, marquis, duke, king, or emperor, and as such must be avoided and must be deprived of the sympathy of all natural kindness. For, by this constitution, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, we further enact, determine, decree, and define, that those who shall have claimed to have the right of patronage, or of nominating suitable persons to cathedral, metropolitan, patriarchal, and primatial churches, or to monasteries or other ecclesiastical benefices, which may be vacant by privation of this kind, in order that those who shall have been vacant for a long time may not be exposed to the unfit, but having been rescued from the subjection to heretics, may be granted to suitable persons who would faithfully direct their people in the paths of justice, shall be found to present other persons suitable to churches, monasteries, and benefices of this kind, to us or to the Roman pontiff at that time existing, within the time determined by law, or by their concordats, or by compacts entered into with the said see, and that if they shall not have done so when the said period shall have elapsed, the full and free disposition of the aforesaid churches, monasteries, and benefices shall, by the fullness of the law itself, devolve upon us or upon the aforesaid Roman pontiff. 5. By this our constitution, moreover, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, we also enact, determine, decree, and define, as follows concerning those who shall have presumed in any way knowingly to receive, defend, favor, believe, or teach the following of those so apprehended, confessed, or convicted. 1. They shall automatically incur sentence of excommunication. 2. They shall be rendered infamous. 3. They shall be excluded on pain of invalidity from any public or private office, deliberation, synod, general or provincial council, in any conclave of cardinals or other congregation of the faithful, and from any selection or function of witness, so that they cannot partake in any of these by participation in person, by writings, representative, or by any agent. 4. They shall be incapable of making a will. 5. They shall not accede to the secession of heredity. 6. No one shall be forced to respond to them concerning any business. 7. If perchance they shall have been judges, their judgments shall have no force, nor shall any cases be brought to their hearing. 8. If they shall have been advocates, their pleading shall nowise be received. 9. If they shall have been notaries, documents drafted by them shall be entirely without strength or weight. 10. Clerics shall be automatically deprived of each and every church, even cathedral, metropolitan, patriarchal, primatial, and likewise of dignitaries, monasteries, benefices, and ecclesiastical offices, and even, as has been already mentioned, of qualifications, howsoever obtained by them. 11. Laymen, moreover, in the same way, even if they be qualified, as already described, or endowed with the aforesaid dignitaries or any soever kingdoms, duchies, dominions, fiefs, and temporal goods possessed by them. 12. Finally, all kingdoms, duchies, dominions, fiefs, and goods of this kind shall be confiscated, made public, and shall remain so, and shall be made the rightful, rightful property of those who shall first occupy them, if these shall be sincere in faith, in the unity of the Holy Roman Church, and under obedience to us, and to our successors, the Roman pontiffs canonically entering office. 
6. In addition, by this our Constitution, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, we enact, determine, decree, and define, that if ever at any time it shall appear that any bishop, even if he be acting as an archbishop, patriarch, or primate, or any cardinal of the aforesaid Roman Church, or, as has already been mentioned, any legate, or even the Roman pontiff, prior to his promotion or his elevation as cardinal or Roman pontiff, has deviated from the Catholic faith or fallen into some heresy. 1. The promotion or elevation, even if it shall have been uncontested and by the unanimous assent of all the cardinals, shall be null, void, and worthless. 2. It shall not be possible for it to acquire a validity, nor for it to be said that it has thus acquired validity through the acceptance of the office or consecration or subsequent authority, nor through the possession of administration, nor through the putative enthronement of a Roman pontiff or veneration or obedience accorded to such by all, nor through the lapse of any period of time in the foregoing situation. 3. It shall not be held as partially legitimate in any way. 4. To any so promoted to the bishops, or archbishops, or patriarchs, or primates, or elevated as cardinals, or as Roman pontiff, no authority shall have been granted, nor shall it be considered to have been so granted either in the spiritual or the temporal domain. 5. Each and all of their words, deeds, actions, enactments, howsoever made, and anything whatsoever to which they may give rise, shall be without force, and shall grant no stability whatsoever, nor any right to any one. 6. Those thus promoted or elevated shall be deprived automatically, and without need for any further declaration, of all dignity, position, honor, title, authority, office, and power. 7. By this our Constitution, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, we also enact, determine, define, and decree, that any and all persons who should have been subject to those thus promoted or elevated, if they had not previously deviated from the faith, become heretics, incurred schism, or provoked or committed any or all of these, be they members of any soever of the following categories. 1. The clergy, secular and religious. 2. The laity. 3. The cardinals, even those who shall have taken part in the election of this very pontiff previously deviating from the faith or heretical or schismatical, or shall otherwise have consented and vouchsafed obedience to him, and shall have venerated him. 4. The Castellians, prefects, captains, and officials, even of our beloved city and of the entire ecclesiastical state, even if they shall be obliged and beholden to those thus promoted or elevated by homage, oath, or security, shall be permitted at any time to withdraw with impunity from obedience and devotion to those thus promoted or elevated, and to avoid them as warlocks, heathens, publicans, and her heresiarchs, the same subject persons nevertheless remaining bound by the duty of fidelity and obedience to any future bishops, archbishops, patriarchs, primates, cardinals, and Roman, Roman pontiff canonically entering. To greater confusion, moreover, of those thus promoted or elevated, if these shall have wished to prolong their government and authority, they shall be permitted to request the assistance of the secular arm against these same individuals thus promoted or elevated, nor shall those who withdraw on this account in the aforementioned circumstances from fidelity and obedience to those thus promoted and elevated be subject, as are those who tear the tunic of the Lord, to the retribution of any censures or penalties. 8. The provisions of this our Constitution, which is to remain valid in perpetuity, are to take effect 
notwithstanding any constitutions, apostolic ordinations, privileges, indults, or apostolic letters, whether they be to these same bishops, archbishops, patriarchs, primates, and cardinals, or to any others, and whatsoever may be their import in form, and with whatsoever sub-clauses or decrees they may have been granted, even motu proprio, and by certain knowledge, from the fullness of the apostolic power, or even consistorially, or otherwise howsoever, and even if they have been repeatedly approved and renewed, have been included in the corpus of the law, or strengthened by any capital conclaves whatsoever, even by oaths, or by the apostolic confirmation, or by any soever other endorsements, or if they were legislated by ourself. By this present document, instead of by express mention, we specifically and expressly derogate the provisions of all these appropriate deletion and word-for-word -word substitution, so that these may otherwise remain in force. In order, however, that this document may be brought to the notice of all whom it concerns, we wish it, our transcription of it, to which, when made by the hand of the undersigned public notary, and fortified by the seal of any person established in ecclesiastical dignity, we decree that complete trust must be accorded to the published and affixed in the basilica of the Prince of the Apostles in this city, and on the doors of the Apostolic Chancery, and in the pavilion of the Campus Flore, by some of our couriers. We will further that a quantity of copies affixed in this place should be distributed, and that publication and affixing of this kind should suffice and be held as right, solemn and legitimate, and that no other publication should be required or awaited. No one at all, therefore, may infringe this document of our approbation, reintroduction, sanction, statute, and derogation of wills and decrees, or by rash presumption contradict it. If anyone, however, should presume to attempt this, let him know that he is destined to incur the wrath of Almighty God and of the blessed apostles, Peter and Paul. Given in Rome at St. Peter's in the year of the incarnation of, of the Lord, 1559, on the 15th of February, in the fourth year of our pontificate, I, Paul, Bishop of the Catholic Church, Pope Paul the Fourth.